0: You did a 30 mile ruck march last weekend, mm-hmm. how'd that go?
1: Uh, pretty well, um, didn't get all 30 miles. That was kind of a large undertaking for someone who doesn't yeah. usually ruck. I had done a practice one a couple of weeks ago just to see uh, kind of what the feel was like, especially since I was gonna be doing it in my combat boots and 30 to 40 pounds on my back. Um, mm-hmm. Did that for about 12 miles and then did the ruck for um i think i stopped between 14 and 15. so i made it to about halfway i'm actually deploying in a week and a half and so i didn't want to risk getting physically injured and then potentially having to bow out at the last minute of that
0: and that can happen easy in 30 miles right so especially as hot as it was
1: yeah once my body started kind of telling me hey getting to that point Mm -hmm. um i just i felt it was better that I had done everything for a good cause and for a good reason I was happy with how far I had gotten. Um, it was a good starting point to start doing that annually.
2: Yeah
0: so so you're gonna do this every year now?
1: Yeah I'm gonna do it every year right around beginning of September 9-11 things like that. Turn it into uh, a group effort rather than just yeah. a, a single person.
0: What is the cause?
1: It was the the RUC was set up as a fundraiser for a nonprofit foundation called FitOps. Um, so, FitOps is a, like I said, nonprofit foundation, and their mission is to take veterans both currently serving and uh, formerly in the military mm-hmm. and give them a purpose through excellence and fitness. Their main mission is to help drive down the national veteran suicide rate, which on average is 22 veterans a day we lose to suicide. Their mission is to take that down to zero. They have found that one of the factors that play into veterans uh, committing suicide is that once they leave the military, whether they've done one enlistment and have separated, Mm -hmm. or they've done a full career and have retired, they kind of lose that sense of of purpose Mm -hmm. and that sense of Um, that sense of being, I guess. Yeah. Um, They're used to that camaraderie and kind of that teamwork and that team effort and just really a servant mentality. Um, You know, putting others before themselves and just trying to um, help people find the best in themselves. Yeah. And once they leave the military and they get into the quote unquote real world, um, that sense of camaraderie and that sense of purpose uh, can sometimes fade away and yeah, for sure. in 22 instances a day lead to people taking their own lives and FitOps believes that those 22 people a day can exponentially uh, benefit in a positive way mm-hmm. um, at least 22 other lives a day if not more so.
0: So what was it that got you into this.
1: So I learned about FitOps ops uh, right around a year ago now and uh, they really invested a lot in me in such a short amount of time in my uh, journey getting back into a very fitness oriented mindset and lifestyle. For a little context, I've been in the military over seven years and for uh, about four, four and a half of those years I was not um, taking care of myself physically, and that's part of our job. I was not putting taxpayer dollars to good use. Mm-hmm. Around Veterans Day last year, um, Fit Ops was doing uh, an event on the square. Once I had heard what their mission was about, um, it really hit me personally. Um, I had lost my uncle two years ago to suicide, and he was an Army veteran. As soon as I heard that they were here and that they were doing what they were doing um you know i just i immediately became immersed in it i wanted to do whatever i could um i wanted to attend the camp uh, it's a three-week camp um, you know and just help kind of the next man up mentality help the people that uh need it the most yeah once i heard the specific niche of veterans that mm-hmm. they were trying to help. Um, you know I like I said it just it really struck a chord with me personally and professionally mm-hmm. um, and since leaving the military on the full-time side and transitioning to a traditional Guardsman yeah. uh, position and relocating to Northwest Arkansas I kind of related a little bit to losing that sense of purpose and camaraderie um it thankfully had, ha, has not gotten to such a dark place yeah but i at least understood the feeling and um you know i knew that if i was feeling that there's got to be at least another oh, yeah. one or two people that feel that and so if i can help in any way um you know i just i've i've always wanted to help people in some way shape or form um, and if this is just the next way in my life that I can do that, I'm happy to do that. You know, When I really find something that I feel like could really change this world for the better, mm-hmm. um, I try to latch on to that and help push that as much as I can. If I can do anything, even if it's as small as just telling people about them um, and really not getting anything in return for that, I'm going to do that because it's not about me. It's about yeah. the, the hope and the promise that, at least one person is going to get mm-hmm. you know their life is going to be saved by um, finding their purpose through fitness becoming a personal trainer if that's their goal um, and then being able to invest their lives and their um, their energy
0: in in other people as well how do you seen them help other people so there's
1: a gentleman that has gone through there he's a army veteran came back in a really dark place uh, mm-hmm. from his testimony and uh, to to use his words, um, once FitOps got a hold of him, they didn't let go, and now he is their full-time chef. And I mean, he just hearing where he came from, and then seeing just the huge smile on his face, um, and and the purpose that he has now, yeah, in being able to feed and fuel um, mm-hmm. campers at, at FitOps. Um, you know, that was one story was enough for me to say, if they can do that with one person, imagine what they can do with, you know, 20 or 30 people every time that they hold a camp. Mm -hmm. Um, And then again, those 20 or 30 people go help 20 or 30 other people and so on and so forth.
2: Yeah.
0: So do you think that they're more effective at what they do by trying to prevent veteran suicide and focusing on their specific needs rather than just trying to take a more general approach and, prevent suicide in general so I think when
1: somebody comes around and wants to start a foundation let's say geared towards ending veteran suicide Mm -hmm. or ending suicide rates in general that is a large undertaking yeah and to eradicate that is going to take a large number of people so to me what I've taken from it is that it, it was, the foundation was started by an Army veteran. So you already had that military mindset and that military um, background in mm-hmm. history. And they found that yes, suicide rates in general are awful and, and something should be done to fix that. Yeah. So how can, how can FitOps as a foundation do their part where is a a segment or a small population of people, um, and I say small, but it's not. Once you you know multiply 22 people times 365 days a year, um, you know comes out to over 8,000 people a year we lose, and um, you know I think they found their niche. I think they found. Um, what really speaks to them as a foundation, what really speaks to, Mm -hmm. um, not only the people that run it on a full-time basis, um, but the people that they partner with and the people that they bring in during those camps that uh, otherwise are not, um, I guess you could say, full-time staff of the foundation. Um, I mean, America as a whole is very supportive of veterans, um, very supportive of the military, um, I think we as a generation especially, but we as a population and a country as a whole have kind of gone numb to, um, you know, military service and sacrifice because we've been in a perpetual wartime environment for the last 30 years. You know, back in the 1940s, you know, there was a World War on that lasted for four or five years. And once that was over, soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines came home to just huge parades of people welcoming them home. And, um, you know, that's kind of the last time that we as a nation have really experienced anything like that. Um, Because then you go to uh, the Vietnam War, and those service members came home to being mocked, ridiculed, spit on, hit, things like that Mm -hmm. just for doing their job that some of their ancestors had done just, you know, 20 years prior. Yeah. Um, And, you know, go through Vietnam for as long as we did, go through the Cold War, uh, and then comes the Gulf conflict in the early 90s, and then September 11th, and then September 11th on until now. Yeah. It's just been this perpetual war where now we're used to being gone, being deployed. So, I mean, it's just, it's a new time. It's a new era of uh, conflict. And I think because of that, like I said earlier, we have just kind of grown accustomed to people in the military and seeing them yeah. all day, every day. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that that should detract at all from the fact that um, you know people still serve and still sacrifice regardless of their capacity in the military Mm -hmm. and they they battle things that um, are sometimes very hard to deal with and service members have a hard time asking for help because we are so used to just giving and giving and giving and putting others before ourselves that we have a hard time looking intrinsically yeah. on, on how do we help ourselves and how do we better ourselves and I think FitOps came around at the right time with the right leadership and the right focus and um, you know they're doing their part I think it would be naive to say that they are going to completely eradicate uh, veteran suicide in general but um, they're doing their part. And I feel that doing my part for now is, I've heard about them, I know what they're about, I've spoken to some of the people within the foundation, yeah. and I know what I can do to help. So now it's uh, it's on me to, to do that.
0: So you mentioned uh, veterans losing their sense of purpose when they leave the military and their camaraderie are there other reasons that you know of that can drive them to that
1: to losing just to their purpose or
0: commit suicide
1: okay anxiety depression um you know things like that and um one thing that is gaining a lot more traction in society at large that used to really be seen as just a military thing is PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And um, you see that a lot now in society with uh, men and women who have been in abusive relationships or um, have had, uh, take the, you know, the romantic relationship part of it out and just, traumatic upbringings in, in their homes. Um, so those outside of just losing your sense of purpose and you know, what am I meant to do? What am I put on this earth to do? Mm-hmm. Um, some some veterans feel like once they separate from the military, the military just kicks them to the curb. They don't help them, they don't set them up for success. Yeah. Uh, they haven't been given the tools or the knowledge of where to go look for some of that help and that assistance. Yeah. Um, or some of it is, really can come down to pride. Um, yeah. You know, some some veterans, like I said earlier, just have a very hard time, me included, have a very hard time just asking for help in whatever it is. Yeah. Um, we will exhaust all of our options on how to fix a problem. And if what we have tried doesn't fix it, um, it's still very hard to ask Yeah. For help. And um, so, I mean, you couple that with um, PTSD, anxiety, depression, any mixture of those three things. Mm -hmm. um, That can lead to substance abuse, alcohol abuse, and then it just spirals down from there.
0: Yeah, I think it's very hard for men, at least in our society, to ask for emotional support and to sometimes even recognize that they need it.
1: In my experience, just in my background in the military working in communications, communications in general and IT in general in the military um, has a smaller population of of women in it. Um, But the women that I have worked alongside in that very small subset in the military have been some of the strongest, most independent women I've ever met. And they have dealt with a lot of those similar feelings and mindsets of you know what do I do? What am I, what am I going to do after the military? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of those women have uh, families that that rely on them and depend on them in some way, shape, or form, and um, you know they they try to make some sort of a professional move, whether it's even something as small as do I stay enlisted or do I commission and become an officer? What does that do for my future? What does that do for my family's future? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes if a lot of those unknowns remain unknown long enough. It creates a sense of stress and um, a sense of anxiety where um, if you don't ask for help at the onset, it can it can grow and, yeah. and fester to where it becomes something that's very ugly and very scary. FitOps has, at least from what I've seen through the power of social media um, and then their, their website in general, um, they reach out to both men and women. Everybody, male or female, um, can lead a physically fit and healthy life. Yeah. Um, And if that is something that they get a sense of purpose out of, and that is something that they want to instill in in others, whether they have any military background or not, um, you know, I find that very commendable and something that I can definitely support with as much of my time as possible.
0: Definitely. So do you think that uh, having a family helped keep your mind from going uh, down that hole as deep as it may have otherwise?
1: Uh, Without a doubt, I can say that it has. Um, So in 2017, I went through kind of a very dark um, time in my life. I had been deployed for six months uh, the latter half of 2016. Came home in January of 2017 and it wasn't a combat deployment or anything like that. Um, you know great first deployment really enjoyed every every bit of it. Mm-hmm. What was difficult for me was coming back and I had gotten into a romantic relationship with somebody I had no business being in a relationship with um, and I had given so much of myself in that relationship that I wasn't taking care of and focusing on myself. I was focusing on this other person and what they needed and what I felt like they needed from me and at times what they said they needed from me. And uh, I took all of that intrinsic focus and hyper-focused on that person. And when that relationship ultimately ended, it ended very messy. Um, on both both ends of the spectrum yeah Um, uh, you know financially for uh, a good part of 2017 I was just I was financially unstable Um, and it was just it was really upsetting because I had taken a lot of pride into the life I had built for myself prior to deploying and even the month or so uh, after I had gotten home Mm -hmm and then the life that I was living after this uh, this romantic relationship had, had stopped, um, I wasn't proud of. I was uh, you know, coming home from work and I was working full time in the Air National Guard, and every night I would come home and get drunk, and on the weekends I would get twice as drunk, and um, You know, it was just I was hanging out with and spending time with people I had no business being around that weren't pushing me to be myself and be a better version of myself, but were uh, encouraging the life I was living. And, um, you know, I was looking at getting out of the military. I just I thought that the military had failed me in some way, shape or form. And I also felt very guilty and felt like. I didn't deserve the military, and I had found myself on my bathroom floor in my one-bedroom apartment and was just rocking back and forth, crying uncontrollably, Um, you know, hard to breathe everything, and um, had what my uh, therapist a few months down the road had described as a um, uh, existential crisis and I was thinking about killing myself. Um, You know, and it all just, everything compounded. I had Mm -hmm. no money and I was embarrassed because I had no money. Um, I had my car that I was very happy and proud of. that I had worked on was needing to be rebuilt. And I had no money, so I had no mode of transportation, so I was having having to bum vehicles off of uh, some people in my leadership chain in the military who had spare vehicles at their house. Um, you know, I just, I felt very low and very undeserving of the life I had had up to yeah. that point. And um, I, was sitting on my bathroom floor and just picked up my phone and decided I was going to text everybody in my contacts list and just say something to them. Um, And I kind of made it an all or none ultimatum of if anybody replies to me, I won't do it. But if nobody responds to me, then I'm done. And um, I, I probably sent 30 or 40 text messages. And it was just copied and pasted to all these people and just said, I need help. And I didn't even wait probably 15 seconds before my phone just got reply after reply after reply after reply. And it was to everybody. It was to people in my family. It was to my best friend now of 20 years and his wife. It was to friends that I had made just six months prior being deployed Um, people I had talked to in years and everybody was responding what do you need are you okay wanting to make sure I was safe and taken care of and I just I welled up with emotion and I kept crying but it changed from this kind of self pity and just depressed crying to uh, you know just overflowing with love and with joy that I could reach out to anybody and they were going to respond and you know not even a week later my leadership in the military was very supportive of of me and what was going on um, <clears throat> you know had me take time away from work just to spend with family and friends and get in that right mindset mm-hmm. and um, Uh, One of my uh, leadership and mentors um, is is very direct and very blunt, which is something that I respond well to. And he said, hey, take this uh, week off and whenever you come back to work, let's sit down and make a plan. He said, I'm not going to let you just be where your head is at right now and then expect you to come back to work. I expect you to come back to work, and you and I sit down for as long as it takes, and we make a plan. And that's what we did. And um, you know, I've never told him up, to, up until now, but um, he is one of a handful of people that I can say saved my life. And um, having gone through all of that and kind of found myself back to your original question of uh, you know do I think having a family has helped Mm -hmm. Um, without a doubt uh, because I got through all of that around October of 2017 (coughs) and January of 2018 I met my uh, now my wife she has been very very supportive of my military career there was another time in our relationship where i was like you know i'm gonna leave the military i'm over here in northwest arkansas i'm gonna fully invest myself in corporate america and that part of my professional career and just say goodbye to the military she didn't try to talk me out of it Um, she tried to talk me through it and when i was very set that i was going to leave the military she said okay i support you And obviously I came back and was like, "Mm, I don't think that's a good idea. And here's why. She said, okay, let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. Let's lay out pros and cons, and let's make a decision. And the decision was, because that was my first enlistment, so it was six years. And we both made the decision that if I would re-enlist in July of 2019, Then I was staying in until the military told me I couldn't stay in any longer, Um, basically age out. And, um, you know, we had been on one end of the spectrum of I'm getting out after six years and doing one enlistment to the spectrum that we're on now where I'm fully committed to it. That is something I love and something that is part of me. And she has been nothing but supportive and nothing but loving, and it's been stressful uh, for both of us. It's been a learning curve for both of us of how my military career can affect not just me, but now myself and my wife. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like it has drawn us closer together because I can't make any military decision or any professional military decision without her buy-in. Um, you know that's just that's what you do with somebody that you trust and that you love yeah and um, she has shown me that she wants to be part of that and even though it is scary and it is unpredictable um, you know she's not making that decision on her own I'm not making that decision on my own and we both know at the end of the day whatever decision we make it's not some half-cocked choice it's something that we both can live with Um, hopefully it, on the selfish side of things it's something that benefits us um but you know even if it benefits us in no way other than we grow closer together then we both have looked at that as a huge win yeah and um you know i can safely say that ever since her and i met i have not been in that type of, of dark mental place and a lot of it is is due to her and her love and her support
0: that's good So do you think that uh, the cause of preventing veteran suicide would have caught your eye, at at least as much as it does now, if you hadn't had to deal with uh, the situation with your uncle?
1: I think it would have caught my eye probably not as quickly, um, just based on my own personal experiences with plots of suicide. Mm But. You know, something in my gut told me that it was happening for some sort of purpose. Um, you know, my uncle had committed suicide in the fall of 2018, and I found out about FitOps in the fall of 2019. And so, FitOps uh, at the time and still is uh, is partnered with John Cena, who has been a huge military supporter his entire professional career, and during that fundraising campaign, uh, he went on national television and said, for every dollar up to $1 million, I will match it. And I thought, wow, if somebody can just willingly, without a second guess, come up and say, I'm gonna give a million dollars to this foundation, then that tells me that he believes in them and their mission.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: It was already speaking to me and my heart, so you know, to me it was a no-brainer. Um, and then FitOps was also partnered with GNC, and GNC was donating dollar for dollar matching, uh, up to I believe it was either one hundred or two hundred thousand dollars. So it's like, well, shoot, my money is tripled, up to two hundred grand, and then after that, it's doubled up to a million dollars. Mm-hmm that is crazy to me
0: it sounds like you had a really good support system which is awesome Mm -hmm. and that's a very touching story Uh, what would you say to people who don't have a very good support system or maybe in more of a more of a toxic social structure
1: what I would say to anybody that feels like they don't have the support system that they need For me, what really helped was a mentor of mine in the military, who's now retired, um, has mentored me my entire career from the time I was in student flight in the Air National Guard waiting to go to basic training up until now. He told me, keep your head where, you're, where your feet are, and what that taught me was, I'm going to have moments in my life where I'm going to freak out and I'm going to feel like I don't have the support that I need. Mm -hmm. And I would wager to guess that people that say or people that think or people that feel that they don't have the support that they need, take a step back, bring your head back to where your feet currently are, and really try to broaden your focus rather than you know looking with blinders mm-hmm. uh, or having tunnel vision. Especially with the power of technology and social media, I, I think it would be very hard to not have support even from one individual. Yeah. So keep in mind that there is always hope and even if it comes down to the point of doing like I did uh, in my apartment, when I was going through what I went through, mm-hmm. pick up your phone and look through your contact list. Send text to however many number of people you feel is necessary, and say, "Hey, can I talk to you? Hey, do you have a minute? Yeah. Um, hey, how are you? Or you know, really, if you need help, if you're in a dark place, just say it. Yeah. Be honest. Speak it into existence because you're not going to be able to." fully address it until you yourself are open and honest about what situation you're in. Mm-hmm. And if that's a situation where you legitimately need help, say I need help. And you will be amazed at the support system that will make themselves known that yeah. you thought didn't exist. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I felt that way. And in hindsight, I feel crazy that I felt that way because Mm -hmm. I have a family that loves me. I have friends that love me. I have coworkers that are not just coworkers, but they have become my family. And I felt like I didn't have that support. And I I wish and I hope that people don't find themselves in that position where they feel like, you know, it's either all or nothing. Either people are going to respond to me or they won't. Yeah. Um, But being realistic, people are going to get to that point yeah and you have to have the clarity of mind at that very cloudy dark moment that if I try this one thing it could work don't Mm -hmm. focus on the fact that it could not work yeah because then you're going to talk yourself out of it but focus on the fact that it can work and
0: And then it will work it can happen seriously
1: yeah and just you know Reach out to people in some way—texts, yeah. phone calls, emails, whatever—and and say I need help. Yeah. And like I said, that that support system that you thought didn't exist will make themselves very apparent within seconds. And and you'll you'll feel overwhelmed, but mm-hmm. you will feel some clarity that you haven't felt in however long. Yeah. And hopefully be able to move forward and progress from there.
0: I think it's very easy for people to underestimate how supportive their friends, family, and colleagues can be. Mm -hmm. I know I've done it before.
1: Yep, definitely. I mean, we all, in this day and age, and especially with this global pandemic that we've dealt with all year long, we all feel some sort of loneliness, especially people that have uh, lost their jobs. For whatever reason, but mainly due to what's going on now. Yeah. Um, so it's it's very easy now, I think, more than any other time in our in our lives, to feel lonely and to feel depressed and to feel um, anxious, nervous, uncertain. Um, and I think now more than ever that even though things are slowly but surely opening back up and social interactions are being more and more encouraged at uh, safe distances and things like that, we're starting to be reminded that we're not alone. We still have friends and family and loved ones and Mm -hmm. even just acquaintances that, like I said, I hadn't known but for six months while I was deployed. And uh, I mean, you may feel awkward reaching out to somebody that you haven't spoken to in a while, but. One thing to keep in mind if anybody ever finds themselves in that situation is that you reaching out to somebody during your darkest moment could be saving that very person that you're reaching out to because they've been needing somebody to connect with as well. Yeah. Um, and that's that's something that kept me going in that point in my life was that I might not have been just helping myself at that moment or looking for help that would helped me Um, you know I I could have potentially helped somebody else that that was needing it at that time and we both connected Mm -hmm. and are both still around thankfully
0: so uh, is there a link or something that people can use to donate so that I can put it in the description for this video
1: definitely Um, for anybody curious about the foundation and especially curious uh during this time uh where their money is going and how it's going to be used Mm -hmm. um you know it's going to be used to save a veteran's life it's going to be used to house clothe and feed a veteran for three weeks while they learn and in some cases um find themselves for lack of a better term during that three-week process and if you look at it as a long-term investment that veteran is going to again go out into their local community wherever they're from and invest their time and their energy in countless numbers of other people. You may not see a financial return on that investment but you are going to see a return on that investment in improving and in some cases saving somebody else's life you know I'm going to do anything and everything I can in my power to to further their cause and uh, hopefully save a life or two along the way as well
0: that's awesome so thank you for being open and honest and I guess that's a wrap
1: thank you I appreciate it
0: hey thanks for listening to this episode of something meaningful I firmly believe that what I do helps both those I talk to and those who listen to the podcast or watch the videos You can help me improve my content and reach more people by donating on my Patreon at Something Meaningful Show, on my Anchor account, by subscribing to my YouTube channel, and by sharing this with your friends. With your help, I want to get this to as many ears as possible. Help someone have a good day, and have a good day yourself.